0: Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all Potter podcast. Swish
1: and Flick, everyone. Swish,
0: Swish and
2: Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 242 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan, and I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Audrey Gobel. Thank you, Audrey. Thank, Thank you. Audrey. you. Today, we will be discussing part two of chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, A Very Frosty Christmas. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to grinch your way through the details. I love it. Uh... <laughs> Before we begin, let's go to Megan for some weekly profit news.
0: I kind of feel like this. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like this episode should be cry your way through the details because this is kind of a sad part of the chapter. It is. (laughs) Well, it is Harry Potter, so. Uh, I know. It's
2: kind of sad. All right.
0: Weekly Prophet is exciting because the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando has vegan options for the first time at the Leaky Cauldron. And I think the three broomsticks yes the three broomsticks as well so first they they first started testing this at the magic neap which is just a cart outside it's so if you are familiar oh. with the wizarding world it is the cart that sells like fruit and drinks okay. um outside what
2: no it's just where i got the pineapple that made me not want to throw yes. up oh, after Hagrid. Yeah. <laughs> Correct.
0: <laughs> so it's literally across from Dervish and Bangs, um, and next to the bathrooms in Hogsmeade if that's helpful to anybody who's familiar with the area. So it's an outside vendor. Um, and they had made handheld Shepherd's pasty pies. Pasty, look, sorry, it's pasty. Good. Shepherd's pasty pies. Um They do look good. They're filled with meatless beef crumbles and then vegetable stew inside a pie crust. So they tested that and it did really well. So then they have now added options at the three broomsticks and at the Leaky Cauldron. So at the three broomsticks, they added a mushroom pie platter, which includes a stewed jackfruit and mushroom pie served with a side salad. And then at the Leaky Cauldron, there's two options. There's a vegan version of an Irish stew that is served in. I think it's served in their bread bowl or maybe it's just served with bread again with the side salad and then a shepherd and then the shepherd pasty pie is also on the menu at the Leaky Cauldron. Um, and it comes however it comes with a this sounds delicious a creamy stone ground mustard dipping sauce an apple beet salad and potato wedges I i would try all these things yeah they all sound really good so katie and i are totally gonna go we kind of we had plans to go like within the past two weeks but spring break crowds are here right now and we realized that upon making that decision and we were like we're going to wait a little bit and then we'll go. But Katie and I are definitely going to go and try these out and make a vlog about it and like put it on social media for you guys so that you can get so you could see a taste test basically of mm-hmm. them. Um, so, yeah. But it looks really yummy.
2: It does look really good. And I'm I'm not like a I don't seek out like vegan options, but like that's something I would totally eat.
0: They didn't do a very good job up until now when it comes to vegan options at the Three Broomsticks or Leaky Cauldron. I remember the only thing you could really do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was like you could order sides so you could get like a side of vegetables, a side of potato wedges, a salad. And that was really it.
3: If you're vegetarian, you can get a side of mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's it, though. So this is awesome. And I'm really glad that they're doing this and i hope the next push is to offer a vegan butterbeer in the parks because yes it's Ugh. really unfortunate that they don't offer that for people even though i don't love the vegan butterbeer that they made isn't it just the bottled yes so it's i terrible. hope that they straight I know, up i but it's, it's not awful but it's better than nothing for vegans and i feel bad or at least give <sighs> the option to not to be There's able to serve so it without the foam out. yeah that's a whole so, other thing. Like, get over
2: it. Like, the, honestly. the foam is everything to me. But it's I'm so not good. vegan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Why haven't we perfected this yet? Or give it? <laughs> let them have it without. Honestly, right. the bottled butter beer. I'm sorry. The carbonation makes it disgusting. I don't like it. I don't care for it. Either. I mean, I'm sure people like it, and kudos to you. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. But like, for I people who took don't
0: know anything else, and hated it. It might be very good for people who have never tried the one at the parks. Maybe it's good. Um, but I don't love it. Look at Iggy. Do you see him? I right here. Don't. <laughs> Look at him. Right, See my finger? No, because I have you small. Well, what is wrong with you? He's <laughs> well, right here. A lot so of cute.
2: screens. <laughs> yes, I see him.
0: But he looks over it. He's cuddling near Phil. He just has
3: RBF. Mm.
0: Uh, All right. Make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then maybe they will, too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Swish Flick Cast. We recently uploaded our New York tour, our tour vlog of the New York Harry Potter, New York store. It's very cool. If you would like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, our live recordings, trivia games, swish swag boxes and more. Thank you all so much for your support and shout out to the people who are getting their swag boxes right now. Um, And again, like I said, we're going to be posting sneak peeks on our social media for the next box for those of you who are interested in seeing a sneak peek before you may want to or not sign up for the box. If you'd like to send us your Potter stories or any fun things, questions or concerns, you can do so to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) was <laughs> that i don't know
2: <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> felt like i was
3: quiet for too long
2: <laughs> okay katie okay katie you gotta say something you gotta say something real cool it's been too long <laughs> oh, man. oh hey katie <clears throat> hey tiffany did you know that a recap is a recap no matter how small i didn't that's it that's just a dr seuss
3: I thought it was something. I didn't know if there was more. Since I I I put
2: Grinch in there, and then I was like, I can't make up like a whole rhyme, so I just pulled from like other Doctor Seuss. I like it.
3: I like it. It's fine. (laughs) That one didn't need you to cover up the camera.
2: No, it was normal face, (laughs) right? (laughs)
3: Normal speaking face. All right. So, we really all we hope that you all enjoyed our super. out of sync singing <laughs> of God rest you merry hippogriffs because it, it's Christmas time in the wizarding world uh, Harry seems to have finally convinced Ron that Malfoy is absolutely up to something he can't wait to tell Hermione I told you so also and Harry finally gets his chance to ask Mr. Weasley about raiding Malfoy Manor
0: hmm all right, let's read a summary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's
3: read a summary.
0: Harry spills the deets to Mr. Weasley about Malfoy and Snape. Lupin listens in and then we get to hear the saddest of sad stories with learning Lupin's story of getting bitten by Fenrir. Mm. Harry then asks about the half-blood what and learns that Levitt Corpus was ba- big back in Remus's school days. And then we get to experience Christmas morning at the borough.
2: Aw, some cute stuff and some really terrible things.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: this episode has everything you've ever wanted, truly. <laughs> <really.
0: laughs> Except not our out of sync singing. Uh, will not be I, in this episode.
2: You know, Bev texted us today, as of this recording, <laughs> and told us that she did her best. <laughs> uh, so we, I, she even put some I reverb on us. It. Yeah, I have to I have to, go and, I have to go and listen
0: because I, I know I was that. like I trust you.
2: <laughs> I, totally, totally, totally. 1000%. Okay. So Harry tells Mr. Weasley that he did see uh in the Daily Prophet that he had looked at Malfoy Manor, but what he's asking about is something different, something more And he goes on to tell Mr. Weasley everything that he had heard or rather overheard between Malfoy and Snape. And something that I was thinking about as I was reading this is that I love that Harry has this kind of a relationship with Mr. Weasley because we should be um, telling children that if something is wrong or if they see something or overhear something, then they need to tell an adult. And I don't know if anybody's ever told Harry Potter that, but he felt the need and felt comfortable enough to go to Mr. Weasley time and time again to tell him when something is wrong or when he thinks something is wrong. So I think that Mr. Weasley is a great father figure that he has in his life, and it makes me happy.
3: Totally, totally. He never, like... Mr. Weasley never like scoffs at anything Harry brings to him.
2: Yes, he doesn't you know? make him feel like a child, you know, like less yeah. than. Yeah. He never makes him feel like what he's going to bring to the
3: table is stupid or far-fetched or anything. Like He's willing to listen like, okay, well, why are you bringing this up to me? Even mm-hmm. if it sounds crazy, why? Like, what is going on in your life?
2: I agree. He's a good and that's dad. What, that's what adults should do when children confide in them, don't make them feel small or less or wrong or stupid or silly. Like, obviously that means something to that kid, whether it's like a kid, kid or a teenager kid. Um, but we should be, we should be listening to them and considering them and taking in everything that they have to say and being serious about it. Cause mm-hmm. like even pulling from, my mother card here is that something that doesn't seem like a big deal to me could mean everything to lady supreme and if i'm like oh you're fine that's not a big deal what does that do for her nothing so like hearing her out and saying like i understand what you're saying i can see how that would be hard for you or difficult for you or make you sad like let's talk about it just doing that like that's just general things that we should be doing with kids all the time just listen to kids listen to them that's my soapbox for today and it happened very early in the episode i'm surprised anywho it sounds like they're bowling in my house upstairs but (laughs) we're gonna move on um. so Harry saw Lupin's head turn towards him listening in and Harry's fine with you know Lupin listening in and he continues on with his story and when he's finished there's only the sound of Celestina's crooning in the background oh my poor heart where has it gone it's left me for a spell I don't know how that would go but that's as best I can do <laughs> I'll take it I guess I guess <laughs> So Mr. Weasley asks if it occurred to Harry that Snape was pretending. And Harry cuts him off and basically finishes his thought for him. And he says, pretending to offer help so that he could find out what Malfoy is up to, said Harry quickly. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. But how do we know? It isn't our business to know, said Lupin unexpectedly. He had turned his back on the fire now and faced Harry across Mr. Weasley. It's Dumbledore's business. Dumbledore trusts Severus and that ought to be good enough for all of us. Tiff's man through and through. And while that is all well and good, it doesn't do anything for Harry. And what I mean by that is like it doesn't ease him. It doesn't help his confusion and it doesn't explain anything. And you're right. It's just that's that's like saying you're okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, and like it's fine. Yeah, but like it's not to that person.
3: Yeah, like sometimes, like even if you just, if I reflect on something like an anxious moment I've had, saying like, "Well, you're okay," well, that does not get rid of the feeling I have in my chest about whatever I'm feeling. I could Mm -hmm. also understand that the situation is okay, but I can't stop how I'm reacting to it. So, like, mm-hmm. I just need to, like, maybe talk it out 40 times and then I'll feel better. But, like, yeah, just hearing, like, oh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. This should be good enough. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And while I get where Lupin is coming from, 100%. Like, yeah. putting his trust in in Dumbledore um, and whatnot. But it's not enough for Harry. And, honestly... Harry being Harry, it shouldn't be enough. He should know. He should know things. I don't know necessarily. Well, it affects him. So it affects all of Hogwarts. Right. What Draco's doing. So, eh, you know. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. You could say that in hindsight, right? Yeah. This is a reread. We can say whatever (laughs) we want. (laughs) Okay. So... Um, Lots of this, like, leave Snape alone, trust Snape, Dumbledore does, so, so should you talk in this book, is kind of building us up and Harry for the ultimate betrayal that's going to happen at the end of this book. So we need to be, as the reader, ingrained with believing that Snape is working for the good side, so that later on, we as the reader and Harry believe wholly that he was bad the entire time. Right? Right. So that's why like the the author's like laying this foundation for us um because we're supposed to be led in a completely different direction. And <laughs> Hi, I'm a sucker for it. I did too, <laughs> and I vividly remember being at the lake and we were discussing the end of this book
0: Wait, with my friend like the lake, the lake? Listen,
2: <laughs> I don't want to talk to you about what I do during my summers. <laughs> no, but I remember being like at the beach with my friends, and somebody brought up the fact that, like, what if Dumbledore was asking Snape to do that, to kill him? Oh, nay, nay. Tiffany wasn't having that. <laughs> I remember being like fuming, like, no, Snape is bad. That's it. It's over.
3: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. They I remember had being led astray. At, Um The Midnight Release for 7, I think. And for like For the book? Yeah. Yeah, for the book. And there was like the whole like there was some there was a girl there the who was debate. so like on Snape's side, like Snape's a good guy. I just like vividly remember her face because like in my mind, of course, I had just blindly followed along and thought he was bad so that's a yeah. core memory for some reason
0: yeah. <laughs> core memories are great I think I was pretty pretty much on the side of him being bad yeah we're suckers
2: yeah. I'll take whatever an author wants to throw at me like, oh, yeah, I'll go along with that because then I get the joy of being surprised <laughs> so uh, Harry butts in and asks but what if Dumbledore's wrong? um quote people have said it many times it comes down to whether or not you trust Dumbledore's judgment I do therefore I trust Severus and he's right to do so although it doesn't seem that way later on right Right. he he gets got too but then gets double get got because he actually is still good anywho Harry tells Lupin that Dumbledore has said himself that he can make mistakes well he is human after all everybody makes mistakes Everybody has those days. (laughs) And then he goes to ask if he honestly likes Snape. And then we get a story. Quote, I neither like nor dislike Severus, said Lupin. No, Harry, I'm speaking the truth, he added, as Harry pulled a skeptical expression. We shall never be bosom friends, perhaps. After all that happened between James and Sirius and Severus, there is too much bitterness there. But I do not forget that during the year I taught at Hogwarts, Severus made the wolf's bane potion for me every month, made it perfectly so that I did not have to suffer as I usually do at the full moon. And so then Harry goes up to bring up the fact that it was Snape who accidentally, quote, let slip that he was a werewolf and therefore was pretty much forced to leave, even though he left on his own accord. People would have been calling for it anyways. He just. Did it for them and so lupin shrugs at this and said that the news would have leaked out anyways they all know that snape wanted that position and he could have brought more damage on him by tampering with the potion and he kept him healthy therefore he must be grateful now i'm going to preface what i say next with an i'm sorry to everybody who um defends this way of thinking And defend Snape during that whole thing. Because, hi, I hate this. Yeah. And let me tell you why. So, because this man, Severus Snape, because he did not tamper with your potion, it's automatically okay that he told the entirety of the Wizarding World that you were a werewolf, which led to discrimination the loss of a teaching position, obviously, a lot of damage to your mental health, physical health, and well-being. No.
0: Hmm. Sing it, Tiff. Like and- I don't care that it was quote gonna happen anyway. <sighs> like that's I- that's just a that's defense mechanism.
2: That's a defense mechanism.
3: Yeah. Oh well, I'm used. I'm used to it. Mm -hmm. It would have happened.
2: Here we go, Catherine. Because I go on in my thought process, Lupin doesn't have enough self-love and self-worth in his mind to see how incredibly horrid that whole concept is and that whole way of thinking is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He... I mean, we've said it so many times. Like He doesn't like who he is. And... It takes him a very long time. I mean he barely has uh, Does he have weeks where he's right. feeling okay? Right. Before he dies? Probably. You know? Mm-hmm. Um and so <laughs> yes, if he was working for the dark side, he could have really like messed up, messed him up or even killed him. But seeing as how we know that he was not That doesn't give him an excuse to be a garbage person. Yeah. So, like...
3: Garbage is not the word Tiffany put in the doc. (laughs)
2: No, I wrote
1: something
2: else. Um, I'm... I appreciate Snape. I appreciate the character. I appreciate that he, as a character... Helps people get through things. Lori Kim, I love you to pieces and to bits. But even Lori will say she knows that Snape has flaws, right? And she's like the one of the biggest Snape people out there, right? We call them Snape she's
3: people. The Snape lady. She is the Snape lady. That's her self coined term.
2: Yes, <laughs> and and so if we don't, and even me, I love Dumbledore. Does he mess up royally? Yes. I love Remus, yeah. and he does too. Yeah, totally. Like, these are supposed to be real-ish people, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. I mean, D- Harry goes on to say earlier that Dumbledore says that he makes mistakes. Well, yeah, he does. He makes a lot of them. And even Dumbledore says because of the responsibility that he has, his mistakes tend to be larger than other people's, like, regular kind of mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I just think that it needed to be said... And recorded for this podcast that that's not okay. And I feel really sad for Lupin that he convinces himself that it was just yeah. because he was being helped. For I sure. just just needed to say well, that.
3: that. So kind <laughs> of that kind of makes me think of like some sort of abusive manipulative relationship yeah you know I can see that like oh i'm doing something nice for you so that means i can do what i'll make I you want. feel below me yeah
0: morgan in the chat just said the wizarding world social media posted something about snape and lily being relationship goals huh I did not see that. I'm going on to their that. social media right now. Hold on. Oh, What?
2: <laughs> is it April Fool's Day again? Because I don't think so. They had a friendship relationship, and then he messed that up. So...
3: Well, I like what Aubrey said while you looked that up. Ah. Dumbledore, Snape, and Remus are all different examples of how people unhealthily deal with their trauma. Therapy is important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It says, yeah, Wizarding World posted four days ago. If someone asks why you have such high standards, just show them this. Which Wizarding Couple is your hashtag relationship goals? And it's a reel of Snape and Lily's relationship. That doesn't exist. How can you have relationship goals on a relationship that's not real? Wizarding World, Hold what on. are you doing? I'm trying to find it.
3: <sighs> it's is like it on
0: the Twitter no, it's on Instagram. Well, I don't know if it's on Twitter, but I just found it on Instagram. Ah, uh, yes, it was on Twitter as well. They posted
1: Here. it in the chat.
2: I replied simply with no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, seriously. What? like. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. So, Harry then brings up the fact that maybe he didn't tamper with the potion because Dumbledore would be watching him. And Lupin points out that Harry is determined to hate Snape, basically because James is his father and Sirius is his grandfather. So he inherited an old prejudice. And I'm sorry. Here's my other take on that. So um, even if even if given the relationship that Snape had with James, the relationship that Snape Had with Sirius, Snape's treatment of Harry in in itself is unacceptable and inexcusable. And that alone, even if Harry had no idea of the backstory, that alone gives Harry these feelings towards Snape as well. Right. So, like, if somebody treats you that way as a teacher, as a leader. Um yeah, I would not care for them as well. So, like yeah. that in itself is a reason for Harry not to like him. It doesn't matter what the reasons are that Snape gives I for treating. To to okay.
0: <laughs> wow, you're I don't know on how soapbox that. that Siri wants to chime in on. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna take her off. I think I'm using too many hand motions. She's like, what are we talking about? Are you asking me a question? <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. Is Siri that-
3: Valley Girl?
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm listening. Oh, what do you I listening. But, Like,
2: I
0: don't understand your question. <laughs> like, can you repeat that? Like, the Stupid. weather today is probably going to be like really hot. <laughs> oh my God!
2: Are we not in SoCal? <laughs> stop there's a uh, reason that
1: now the watch is set California to cupertino
2: <laughs> i want to watch i want to watch clueless now
1: oh uh, <laughs> man are
2: they talking clueless i'm not hating on valley girls believe no me. it's just That's probably the most fun
0: yeah it's just the most fun voice for me to do it makes me think of that role that emma watson played in she did such a good valley girl voice what, what was that, was that? Movie?
2: perks of a wallflower or something no i don't no. know what that i just know that's another movie she did.
0: that one though she
3: definitely let her accent slip through when she says charlie a couple times yeah it's oh, really? funny yeah
0: it's funny <laughs> the oh the anyway. bling ring the bling ring uh, I don't know what that is. it's a yes, good movie actually it's a good
2: movie i totally forgot about it oh gosh but going back to what i was saying if Harry didn't know the relationship that Snape had with the Marauders, like he would have still treated Harry that way, which would have given Harry full, you know, permission, if you will, to, to not like him. Right. So. Right. Anyhow. So Lupin tells him to go ahead and tell Dumbledore all of this, but not to expect him to share the same view of the situation or even be surprised by the information because it may have been on his orders that Snape was speaking to Malfoy. Ding, ding. And in <laughs> case you forgot, we still have a romantic song playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've torn it quite apart. I'll thank you to give back my heart. And our girl floor also known as Fle, does not care for this song nor the artist. She lets the room know it. <laughs> Easy to over said floor loudly. Thank goodness. What an horrible. <laughs> and
0: Mike. then Mister Weasley quickly cuts in because he knows how much his wifey loves Celestina. Warm-head. Oh, wifey. Shall we have a nightcap then? <laughs> are we doing? Are we doing Meg's audiobook again? Maybe. Oh, I'm always here for those. I know. Uh, so he. Offers everybody eggnog, and then Harry starts talking. He just asks Remus like what he's been up to and explain and then Remus explains why he hasn't been able to write to him. Because we learn that Remus is quite literally underground. Oh my god, Iggy is so cute. Sorry. Also, uh, Remus is score. quite literally underground with the werewolves. Um Dumbledore wanted to spy and well Rem was perfect. He Rem. is Rem. Remember is when perfect. you thought I could
2: ride Remy's?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll never yeah. forget. Hashtag never
0: forget. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> so Remus sounds a little bit. Bitter, I guess, with his answer to Harry and then like realizes how he sounded and explains like, I'm not complaining. It is necessary work and who can do it better than I? However, it has been difficult gaining their trust. I bear the unmistakable signs of having tried to live among wizards, you see, whereas they have shunned normal society and live on the margins, stealing and sometimes killing to eat. Um, I imagine... This has to be so hard for Remus to be a part of because it's just not who he is. And to have to, I think he's tried so hard his whole life to not be stigmatized by being a werewolf. To kind of have to tap into those things to try to gain their trust, I imagine is very hard for him. Mm hmm which is why I think he feels some bitterness. Not in the, not for the reasons of, like, he's bitter that Dumbledore asked him to do this. He's bitter that he is able to do this. Does that make sense? Right, like... Because he wishes he wasn't able to be that person. He obviously mm-hmm. never wanted... He doesn't want to be a werewolf. He doesn't want to be shunned by society. I mean who does but he but these people who he's trying to gain their trust they have just kind of like leaned into it you know they've just they're like well this is how we're gonna live and remus is just not that person to do that comfortably um so that's where the bitterness is coming from it's not bitterness towards dumbledore it's bitterness towards his situation Mm -hmm. so he explains that the werewolves believe under Voldemort that they will have a better life, which Remus is finding hard to disprove to them with Greyback running about, because you can see Greyback in this form of a role of leadership with Voldemort, in a way. Um, And the werewolves don't... they I mean, they can't even get a job, <laughs> let alone actually seem to have a a leadership role with somebody so the fact that they're seeing Voldemort give this role to Greyback they're like oh so if he's ruling maybe I'll have a chance um and like honestly Remus is just kind of like how do you disprove that like it's plain as day he in fact does give Fenrir a sort of leadership position so like they're seeing it with their own eyes like you can't you can't argue with that you
2: said Fenrir. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then I
0: laughed because I'm 12. <laughs> it's, um, it's very
3: much like brainwashing, though.
0: Yes, truly. Yes, definitely. Like, well, these are the carts you were dealt. Guess yep. you gotta deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Harry doesn't know who Greyback is at this point. Ugh. Which seems so weird to me because like, yeah, but this is when we're learning about him. Uh, I guess it's just because we've known about Fenrir for so long as people who've read the book so many times that it's like crazy that he doesn't know who he is until half Prince.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Sorrius explains to Harry who Fenrir is and he says Fenrir Greyback is perhaps the most savage werewolf alive today. He regards it as his mission in life to bite and to contaminate as many people as possible. He wants to create enough werewolves to overcome the wizards. Voldemort has promised him prey in return for his services. Greyback specializes in children. Makes me sick.
2: I hate that. I hate him. I hate him. He's so foul.
0: (sighs) Yeah. Bite them young, he says, and raise them away from their parents. Raise them to hate normal wizards. Voldemort has threatened to unleash him upon people's sons and daughters. It is a threat that usually produces good results. Lupin paused at this point and then said, It was Greyback who bit me. Mm. Uh, Okay, so we about to get sad here. So... As if we haven't already But uh, Honestly, Remus now goes into the story of um, how he got bit, like the reasons behind it. Um, So he continues and says, yes, my father had offended him. I did not know for a very long time the identity of the werewolf who had attacked me. I even felt pity for him, thinking that he had had no control, knowing by then how it felt to transform. But Greyback is not like that. At the full moon, he positions himself close to victims Ensuring that he is near enough to strike, he plans it all, and this is the man Voldemort is using to marshal the werewolves. I cannot pretend that my particular brand of reasoned argument is making much headway against Greyback's insistence that we werewolves deserve blood, that we ought to revenge ourselves on normal people. So, it's Remus, is, so, it's so sad. Truly, it's so sad. So what happened, and we know this from mm-hmm. a little bit of Pottermore, and also from Remus's like story that we get in that short storybook um, that was released on Pottermore. But it was Remus's e-
2: only ebook.
0: Yeah, it's the like, ebook. The titles are crazy long. I can't. Yeah, I don't remember which one it is. It's one of them though. But <sighs> so Remus's father, Lyle, that is his name. He made unguarded comments that werewolves are soulless, evil, deserving nothing but death. Shortly before Remus's fifth birthday on the 10th of March, Greyback breaks into Remus's bedroom and bites him. Lyle arrives in time to drive Greyback away, but the damage was done. Um, We know... We assume that Greyback attacked Remus during a full moon, so that means that Remus was bitten on the sixteenth of February of nineteen sixty-five, because that is the real-world calendar full moon before Remus's fifth birthday. Um, I never actually thought about the actual date. I know, isn't that? No, crazy? I'm really sad. Um So again, making an assumption, we will say that the attack happened very close to Remus's fifth birthday. Um. We're assuming it's the 16th. I guess it could have been January 17th as well, but it sounds as if it's the closest one to his birthday as possible. So we're going to go with February 16th as the most likely. Um So, yeah, I just can't even imagine how Lyle felt for the rest of his life because he says those things about werewolves and then his own son becomes one, mm-hmm. um, which obviously was Fenrir's point in doing that. Now, I guarantee you Lyle regrets what he said for the rest of his life because he quickly learns that maybe not everybody's situation who is a werewolf is the same and um, not everybody who is a werewolf necessarily wanted to be one. So it's pretty unfair to say that they're soulless and evil and deserve nothing but death um, because clearly he's not going to believe that about his own son Remus. Um, it's just sad. Um. There was also an article on Wizarding World that says things you may not have noticed about Remus Lupin. Mm-hmm. So this is just like some things to talk about regarding Remus's background. So we know that he hated his Patronus, which was in fact a wolf. Mm-hmm. Which um,
3: makes so much sense for him though, because like He's got his pack, and he's really loyal to them, and all that. But But like, like, he only got his pack
0: realistically because of his problem. Like, would they have furry little problem? His furry (laughs) little problem, as James used to say. Um, I just, it's just so sad how all of it is connected. Yeah, to him being a werewolf, and like that's the one thing he wants to forget. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So, also, it's just his Patronus is a constant reminder of his affliction. Everything wolfish disgusts him. And he often produces a non-corporeal Patronus deliberately, especially when others are watching, because he just doesn't want people to know what his Patronus is. (sighs) Um... He is afraid of the full moon, we know, because of Prisoner of Azkaban and the Boggart. And we also know that thanks to his efforts in the Battle of Hogwarts, even though unfortunately he did not make it through, he was awarded the highest honor that can be bestowed among a witch or wizard, the Order of Merlin First Class. He is the first werewolf to ever be given the award, and his tail helped to lift the stigma surrounding the condition. <laughs> Tale.
2: I know I thought of tail <laughs> <laughs> you know
3: something I just thought of now is like I think maybe this is a good lesson for <sighs> I was thinking immediately like of parents who maybe don't want their children to become like come out as gay or something and then their kid does and they realize oh
0: All the things they've
3: said. Gay is just another type of person, and my kid is now. So yeah, maybe all the things I thought are true.
0: He is meant to like. I mean, lycanthropy is meant to mirror AIDS and HIV. Yeah. So it's a really good comparison. Yeah. Um. So Harry very fiercely says, "But you're normal. You've just got a a problem." And Lupin actually bursts out laughing, which is like a needed moment, I think, right Mm now. Uh, And he goes, sometimes you remind me a lot of James. He called it my, quote, furry little problem in company. Many people were under the impression that I owned a badly behaved rabbit. (laughs) Um, And just the mention of James makes Harry excited. And then it also reminds him of something else he wanted to ask remus about and he asks if remus had ever heard of the half-blood prince and remus just goes the half-blood what <laughs> <laughs> and then goes there are no wizarding princes said lupin now smiling is this a title you're <laughs> thinking of adopting i should have thought being the chosen one would be enough and harry says it's nothing to do with me the half-blood prince is someone who used to go to hogwarts i've got his old potions book he wrote spells all over it spells he invented one of them was Levicorpus."
3: Oh, good old spell. Um, so then Harry goes on to say that that spell sounds like something that was invented during like the Marauders era time at school. Mm-hmm. And Remus just kind of like blows it off. He's like, not necessarily. Jinxes go in and out of fashion like everything else, which is kind of hilarious because I'm picturing like bell bottoms coming back in style and all that stuff. Drop and tops. Yeah. And, you know, even spells do that, which is just kind of cute to me. Um, and he knows what's on Harry's mind without Harry even needing to say it. And he quietly says, James was a pureblood. I promise you he never asked us to call him Prince. Like he knows that Harry has it somewhere on the back of his mind. Like, could this be my dad? Is this a connection to my parents? And of course it's not. Um, so then Harry just drops any sort of like, he doesn't, beat around the bush he just says was it serious was it you and remus says definitely not so harry seems bummed and he's like well i I, you know the prince has just really helped me out a lot in potions class and remus asks well how old is the book and harry's like i don't know i never checked and remus says well maybe that's a good clue as to like when this so-called prince was at hogwarts so then fleur starts imitating celestina warbeck's a cauldron full of hot strong love And after a look from Mrs. Weasley, they all get the cue to go to bed because she's had it with her favorite singer being insulted. Um, So Harry and Ron climb up to the attic. There's a camp bed added for Harry, which I just think is like, I don't know, it's just cute for some reason to me. Harry's sleeping on a little cot and ron falls asleep immediately anyone who has this power meg i'm looking at you i'm seriously jealous that's not fair honestly sorry.
2: you make me sick <laughs> <laughs> you and you and marty
0: dude I'm sorry i don't know i could just put my head on the pillow and fall asleep in seconds you know what my- though god
2: no i was just gonna say my brain like likes to pull up like fake scenarios where things I should have said or embarrassing moments that are cringe cringeworthy that happened like years ago yep. or yep. to-do lists or what I should have done that day or yeah, whatever what's the meaning of life that mm-hmm. I actually haven't ever seen my face. I've only ever seen a reflection of it. Like, you know, things like this and it just, it's not fair.
3: Yeah. Sometimes Meg will do this thing where like, you know, you can tell when someone falls asleep because their breathing changes, mm-hmm. and I'll totally think she's asleep, and then all of a sudden she'll like, move, or like, ask me something, I'm like, what the- I thought you were like, dead asleep, and no, you're not.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
2: You
3: trick me all the time.
2: Fake hibernator. Yeah. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Swish.
3: Anyway, so Harry's up in bed. He can't fall asleep immediately because he's like normal people. Hmm. And he grabs this copy of Advanced Potion Making and he's flipping through it and he finds out it's it was published almost 50 years ago. I don't know if that's like really... I mean, clearly it wasn't that great of advice because just because it was published a certain time ago doesn't mean... That like they haven't been using it for that entire length of time.
0: I think that this is a little clue to the fact that Snape didn't have much money. So he had bought an older Mm. book.
2: Interesting. Mm. That's a good point. Mm. Mm. I like that mic.
3: So it was published almost 50 years ago and Harry's like well like my dad was not at school at that time so he feels super disappointed, throws the book back in his trunk. So you got to stop throwing stuff in your trunk. That's how you break mirrors. That's how things get ruined. Ah. You know? And he rolls over and this is really sad. He rolls over and is thinking of werewolves, Snape, Stan Shunpike, the Half-Blood Prince. And he falls into an uneasy sleep full of creeping shadows and cries of bitten children. Excuse me oh. while I go cry. Gosh. I know. That's super sad. Um, he wakes up with a start because Ron is saying, She's got to be joking. So Harry wakes up. There's a stocking at the end of his bed, bursting with presents. It's Christmas! Woohoo! But Ron's sitting there, bolt upright in his bed. He seems to be looking at some sort of thick gold chain. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> and he sounds revolted, revolted from the book and he says it's from lavender. She can't honestly think I'd wear so dangling from the chain. And I love how it's printed in the book. It's like giants and like, <laughs> it's just like different lettering and then large gold letters. It just says my sweetheart. <laughs> <It's
2: sighs> worthy.
3: And Harry goes, nice classy you should definitely wear it in front of fred and george and ron says if you tell them i i i'll and harry goes stutter at me come on would i (laughs) oh it's so cute and ron like demands to no one in particular he's like how could she think i would wear something like this and harry says well think back have you ever let it slip that you'd like to go out in the public with the words my sweetheart round your neck Well, we don't really talk much, said Ron. It's mainly snogging, said Harry. (laughs) Well, yeah, said Ron. He hesitated a moment, then said, Is Hermione really going out with McLaggen?
1: Oh my
2: gosh. (laughs)
3: So like this right here, if you didn't think about it before, a thousand percent he's going out with Lavender because a girl showed interest. He was feeling jelly, and this might make Hermione feel jelly. Boom. Yeah. So Harry just goes, I don't know. They were at Slughorn's party together, but I don't think it went well. And that seemed to make Ron seem a little more cheerful. But he still has to, you know, go back to school wearing this giant chain that says my sweetheart.
2: He's so obvious. Yeah. Like, why are we playing? Ronald. You're like
0: so obvious. Somebody. Somebody in the Facebook group, I think, or somebody brought up uh, Lavender potentially giving Ron a love potion. But I think that this right here is proof that he was doing it out of jealousy. He knew what he was doing and he decided to go out with her.
2: I think at first it was because someone gave him attention. Someone gave him that positive kind of attention. She was doing it from the beginning of the year. Um, And he liked that feeling. Is she who he really wanted? No, but that's life and dating. So, you know, it's just I think he kept it going because of the latter. Look at that dog. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's As a pooch on camera. Day, yeah, So I'm like trying to give him love. He's had One a stressful day. Show.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So some of Harry's presents. Some super cool, some not super cool. There was a sweater with a large golden snitch hand-knitted on it, of course, from Mrs. Weasley. There was a large box of Weasley Wizard Weezes products from the twins. And then there was this slightly <laughs> damp, moldy-smelling package that said, to master from creature
0: the fact mm. that he sent him anything is pretty amazing mm. I think that's really kind that's probably the it's better than
2: dursley gifts
3: i would rather get a dursley gift than what you don't want moldy
2: this. stuff
1: i don't oh, understand come on
3: katie it's not moldy stuff it's not um so harry's like do you think this is safe to open like and Harry or ron comes up with a pretty good point he's like it can't be too bad or too dangerous because our mail is still being searched by the ministry and harry admits like i didn't think of giving creature anything do people usually give their households christmas presents and ron just says hermione would but wait and see what it is before you start to feel guilty so harry opens this little grubby package gives a loud yell, and leaps out of bed because the package contained a large number of maggots. Maggots.
2: Some people enjoy maggots, Katie.
3: Well, I do not. Okay, (laughs) let me tell you. Maggots are like, I mean, I'm not a bug person. I like ladybugs and dragonflies. And like those kind of bugs, that's fine. And I like
2: I like unicorn dragonflies. Right. And I like rainbows.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And like I, you know, prey mantis, those are super cool. But like maggots. I saw a video of a prey mantis
2: taking on a bird. I saw that. You see that? Yes. Isn't that cool?
3: They're super cool.
2: I like them. I like them too. Say your prayers and be a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but maggots, they just make me kind of want to be sick. Yeah. So they're gross. Yeah. They're gross. Um. So that now this is Ron's turn to go. Nice. He's roaring with laughter. Very thoughtful. And then Ron said, "I'd rather have them than that necklace." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so eventually they go downstairs and everyone's wearing their new sweaters to their Christmas lunch, except Fleur, because apparently she mm. doesn't get one, which is kind of sad. Oh. Like, Oh! hmm
2: She didn't get one. Yeah. Because Molly. it says, yeah,
3: it says, perhaps, it seemed Mrs. Weasley seemed it was a waste of one.
2: Molly Weasley! Yeah. That's... Yeah uh that's something that's pointed that's
3: kind of that's kind of even pretty shocking to me even like i don't know mrs weasley's just such like a mom and like a let's have everyone together and i just i would assume if i didn't read this that she would have made her one anyway just to make Mm -hmm. her one i mean even when she was mad at hermione she still gave her a tiny little easter egg right i mean that wasn't okay but i just
2: not defending because that's pointedly unkind um she goes hard for the people that she loves which is commendable but not always in the best interests of other people's feelings um and i know what she's trying to do is just like protect her family from somebody who she thinks is a phony baloney if you will and it's just not the case and it makes me so sad yeah but i mean and and look look at what kind of a traumatic event it takes and what kind of a conversation has to happen in the hospital wing at the end of this book in order for their relationship to start to change yeah yeah i'm glad it does I'm glad she stands up for herself and she snatches that, like the, the, the ointment away from her and tells her, you know what you think that because of these bites, he's not going to love me anymore, which is completely not what Mrs. Weasley was thinking. She was thinking the other way around that because the bites and being werewolf or partial werewolf or having wolfish tendencies that Fleur wasn't going to love Bill anymore. And she was completely wrong. Yeah. Um, she Fleur is a very strong woman and I appreciate her character. Is she a little um without filter from time to time? Sure. Inconsiderate of other people's feelings from time to time? Sure. So is Molly. But right. like f- when Fleur does it, I feel like it's not so pointed and purposeful for hurt.
3: Yeah. I hear that. It's more like she's more oblivious to how she might be making someone
2: feel. Which she's doesn't necessarily like, make it okay because right, we should be aware of what we're right. doing.
3: Agreed. Right.
2: So, like, not trying to defend either one of them here in this situation, but, like, I don't know. When you're going out of your way to be unkind to somebody, that makes me really sad.
3: Yeah. I agree. And when you're putting energy towards that. Yeah. Anyway, so that's not nice. But still, speaking of Mrs. Weasley, she has on a brand new midnight blue witch's hat. It's glittering with tiny star like diamonds. She has a spectacularly golden necklace. And she says, Fred and George gave them to me. Aren't they beautiful? And I think it's George who says well we find we appreciate you more and more mom. Now we're washing our own socks.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: And I totally understand that because once you start having your own responsibilities you know, you do miss that kind of stuff. And yeah. that's the end of this section. We got another part to this chapter.
2: I know this is a long one. I um especially miss Being not that I miss being sick, don't take this the wrong way. But like when you're sick and having like your mama take care of you. And now like I'm the mom. (laughs) 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 I (laughs) I need someone to baby me. (laughs) Alright. Yes. Meg, you're gonna have to use your hands at some point.
0: Nope. (laughs) i did pull the questions though so i'm ready for the lightning bull round all right let's go okay katie k asks what is your favorite arthur moment
2: mm. uh in chamber when he asks them how the flight in the car went <laughs> yes <laughs> how'd it
0: go
3: i mean that was very wrong boys very wrong indeed (laughs) very wrong so well done
0: in the the movie i know i think mine might be the moment that we talked about today it's just very much like a he is very clearly the father figure for harry um he's my favorite father figure for harry i think
3: yeah um i can't like pinpoint a moment that i can think of right now Literally, like any interaction with Harry, because he just always makes time for him, even though he's not his blood son.
2: Well, he still I treats him of, like his son. Like, in you love prisoner. Like when they have that conversation at the Leaky Cauldron before leaving. Like he feels it's in Harry's best interest to know what he knows, and he knows what's going on with Sirius Black being, you know, on the lookout for Harry. Yeah. So, like, that's a cool moment,
0: right? <coughs> Next questions from Marguerite. If you were Harry, would you have hugged Lupin? I know I would have. I felt so sad for him. If I, mean, I was me, I'd hug him all the time. Yeah.
2: I don't think Harry's a hugger, but yeah, Tiffany, Tiffany hugs. So, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, he doesn't.
3: <laughs> I also think that would make Remus pretty uncomfortable. Only because he doesn't want people to pity him or whatever. But I'd be like, shut up and just let me hug you. You need it. Or he'll it. be like, <laughs> yeah. don't
2: you think I'm a disgusting werewolf? Why are you touching me? You know?
3: Nope. I think you're cute. Let's hang out. I, I think you're happens. sexy.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. I don't want Harry to say that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh marguerite also asks if mental health was addressed in the wizarding world do you think snape would have sought counseling or would dumbledore suggest it during his teaching career no too many secrets to be kept i don't i don't see snape being somebody who would seek counseling
2: Mm -mm. i feel
0: like he'd be like i'm fine i'm fine hating these people for the rest of my life yeah morgan asks us to do our best valley girl snape impressions
3: Oh my god, someone put it in the chat. They said something like,
0: Oh my god, girl, turn to page three hundred and ninety-four. Gosh. Oh, my god. <laughs> oh, let me see this next line. You're like insufferable
3: like, oh know it all.
2: <laughs> People would think you're up to something.
1: <laughs> 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 oh man. <sighs> I'll try to
0: think other. Like quotes. quiet your mind, Harry. You're so dumb. <laughs> what is the spell? Which spell that he uses to go into Harry's mind? I know Protego is the counter spell.
2: Legilimens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what he says? I don't know. Vinny's grounded. You and should so like control knows. your emotions. oh my god but like I'm the half-blood prince (laughs)
0: always (laughs) Uh, no
1: no (laughs) this is an
0: interesting one (sighs) I don't I even need to re-listen to this episode because I don't remember saying this and Anyway, Peyton says in the Cursed Child episode, you all claimed that Snape was fully redeemed. Do you still feel that way? No, (laughs) I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen to what I said or thought. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what in Cursed Child would make me feel that way.
2: I mean, he has redeeming moments. Yes. But like I said earlier, I mean, obviously, he makes some critical mistakes that we're going to be. Talking about Megan also has said before that she loved him, so you know, let's right? Right? <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I see you peeping at me. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, as a person, I reserve the right to change. <laughs> uh, so so um, I'm sure we probably all said that running high off of seeing cursed child, but like. I don't think words and actions like that are completely unexcusable.
3: Oh, Peyton, I trust you. I trust that I said things I don't remember. No.
2: 1000%. I fully believe I've said some Uh, some things on this podcast that I probably in the past. I mean, we've been doing this for years. So (laughs) (laughs) knowledge and conversation and stuff like our uh, opinions and thoughts
1: change. Oh,
3: Marguerite said and. Skip ahead, maybe like 30 seconds. If this is a spoiler, yeah, she said, when I, I he think like gives his it life. was, yeah, I think it was yeah. the time travel in the past scene where the kids interact with him. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. I mean, but that was like an alternate rea- reality, it, so. is what it, is.
0: it is what it is. <laughs> that like didn't really happen, no, like, didn't really happen. <laughs> I no, I do think that that definitely does redeem him in some light, but like. I just have a hard time with forgiveness of past things that he's done. I wouldn't
3: call it ultimate redemption. If I called it that then I'm not calling that it was, that was That was definitely
0: riding a high <laughs> if I said ultimate redemption and like fully redeemed. That right there is Megan in the moment being like, yeah! Yeah. And then I Megan think about goes, it and I'm like, no. Dude, <laughs> Megan, that's
1: like
2: Megan in height of passion is incredible yeah and then she thinks about it yeah. (laughs) and then i'll get like a text or a call or she comes back on the pod saying you know i thought about it and
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) this is why we love you
1: that's like
2: your passion that's
3: like i'll go to like i don't know a concert or something to a band that i'm like mildly interested in like I know their hits and then after the concert I'm like I need all their merch like no you don't no you don't you don't want it next week you're just caught up in the moment
0: yeah really Uh, Marguerite asks do you think Dumbledore had any idea how challenging this was for Remus I mean he faces such harsh stigma and has self esteem issues I want to believe Dumbledore knew the emotional hardships he faced I personally don't think he had a clue
3: Uh, someone in the chat earlier said that Dumbledore would have been focused on the greater good and not on sure. someone's past trauma, yeah, which I do agree so,
2: with. Uh, being Even a if Dumbledore he fan, was aware, werewolf, <laughs> are you aware? So, being a being a Dumbledore fan, um, was he aware? Probably to the like very like the extent of everything, maybe not, especially with like the self hate and stuff like that maybe he like had just like surface level awareness um would it have mattered in the grand scheme of things no because there was a job to be done right he wouldn't have changed anything yeah Yeah. that's just and that's not good for dumbledore on dumbledore's part like that is another garbage thing that somebody does
0: garbage garbage Um, Sorry, I got caught up looking at my dog. <laughs> He's sleeping very cute right now. Uh, Vinny asks, What would be your lame moniker in high school in the vein of Snape calling himself the Half Blood Prince? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question.
2: Uh, I. Can we talk about my nickname for Powder Puff football? Because I don't know why this was a thing. My nickname was Gold Digger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) On the back of a jersey.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh man, I don't know. I'm trying to tap into my high school mind.
0: Uh, Katie, yours was Percy. Yeah, I
3: didn't give myself that title.
0: Still. Katie was called Percy in high school. And then in my small group... Of friends there were two megans so i was called gerard yeah i called her rard
2: yeah you guys are so amazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were rard and percy okay Meg, <laughs> nah, can we just like erase certain parts of our past from people's minds dude we were stupid. i take you rard
1: <laughs> to be my lollywood rard right? and you want to know why
0: it's because i dressed up as gerard way for halloween that year so i was called gerard yeah that's the day we met yeah hot stuff mm-hmm. kim asks do you think ron got lavender a gift if yes what was it oh man i've never thought do of that i think
2: he got her something
0: Maybe a box of chocolates. If he didn't,
3: I'm sure she would have been very upset and would have said something.
2: It just seems like he's not at the point in his life where he would have been like, Oh, I should get her something for Christmas.
3: Yeah. Because do they
2: don't he too. even says they don't talk, they just latch onto each other. I don't mm-hmm. know.
3: I don't know I
2: don't know maybe something from the joke shop yeah
3: or something (laughs) like that she probably isn't actually interested in which funny because she gave the same thing to him
0: Mm. that's that's all the questions for tonight all right
1: Mm
0: -hmm. we did have a bingo We did. Oh, we got a Gryffindor bingo. Morgan We did indeed.
2: We did indeed. Thanks to Vinny being Vinny, he got grounded, which gave me a bingo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello. Oh, hi, buddy.
3: So who Who won won? the house cup? I can look, I can look. You got no hands.
0: Gryffindor. Oh wow. Ah! By 10 points, that bingo put you over. Wow. Mm, mm, mm,
2: mm, 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 mm. Go, Gryffindor. Go, Gryffindor.
3: Roar, roar, Gryffindor. Wow, Hufflepuff. We were 10 behind. Shocking, Ravenclaw. You guys have won, like, the last bajillion times. All right. Who's ready for the fan story of the week?
0: Phil is. Yeah,
3: Phil. This one I pulled a recent one, very recent actually, in January of this year, 2022, from Tessa. Hello, Swish and Flick. I'll preface this by saying that I'm only at the Prisoner Basketball and part of your podcast, so I have no idea if you're still doing Potter stories, but I figured I'd submit mine and maybe be surprised to hear it on one of the podcasts once I catch up. Boom. Hope you're surprised. <laughs> <laughs> My Potter story begins when I was 10 years old. My family was very anti-Potter. I didn't know much about it, just that my parents said it was about witchcraft and I wouldn't be allowed to read it. That never really bothered me until the moment I came face to face with the first book at my public library. It was like time froze. I had to read it. Luckily, (laughs) I had my own library card and I snuck the Philosopher's Stone into my book hall without my mom noticing. I was so excited to read it, but had to do it carefully, so I hid it under my bed. Before I got a chance to begin, my dad discovered it. I got a long lecture, and the book was whisked away from me. I wasn't too devastated because I wasn't that far in, but it was definitely a disappointment. A while later, my dad came to me, looking very sheepish. He held out the book and said, This book is incredible. You have to read it. What? <laughs> plot twist
2: seriously
3: <laughs> now that i had the green light i began the first book and never for a second lost momentum i grew up with the characters and experienced my heartbreaks big decisions hard goodbyes beautiful reunions and other challenges alongside them i went to all of the premieres the Cursed child book release any harry potter trivia event i could find my dad even took our family to universal studios where my one chose me yes mm. I've returned twice since, and the experience is never any less magical. When I was in college, I had the opportunity to study abroad. Of course, I went to London. I spent a semester traveling around Great Britain, discovering every Harry Potter filming location, riding the Hogwarts Express, and even taking broomstick flying lessons at the real Hogwarts courtyard from the first two movies. I even took an 11 o'clock train from King's Cross to Scotland just to tie the whole experience up with a red ribbon. But I didn't just live the happy and magical parts of the story. I also grew up experiencing the characters, experiencing what the characters experienced and feeling a lot of the same hurts. Many times I've been Harry, feeling set apart, left out, or with the weight of the world on my shoulders. I've been Hermione, who was teased for being brainy and enthusiastic. I've been Sirius, who was painted as something he wasn't, and I've certainly been Neville. Just as I've found parts of myself in every character, even Aunt Petunia, yuck. I've also met every character in some way, shape, or form. Lunas Luna's who have challenged me, Rons who have stuck with me until the end, Dumbledores who have guided me imperfectly, Lupins who have taught me and cared for me. Now I'm a middle school, teacher, middle school English teacher, and I'm hoping... Oh my god. And I'm finding myself feeling like a McGonagall facing a great many umbrages. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, I relate to you so deeply because, as a teacher, I'm sure you are one of few people who can truly understand what I mean when I say... That, I'm also a Gryffindor like you, and the current culture of education makes me crave a Dumbledore's army so desperately. Mm. When things get hard, I remember teachers like McGonagall, Flitwick, and Sprout who stuck it through, even in the worst of administrations and political regimes. I support all teachers who choose to leave the profession because it is toxic and abusive to no end, but because of Potter, I feel empowered to continue my calling. I love the depth of your podcast, and I love crawling into these pages deeper and deeper with you For Thank you. Love, Tessa.
2: Wow. You know what? You know what, Tessa? Yes. Yes. Uh, You know, and that's funny that they wrote this because I never really thought about the political climate and Potter and the political climate right now um, and teachers. Uh, Yeah. That's kind of crazy because we have not to diminish anywhere from your story, but like we have a uh, Ohio's own version of the the don't say gay um bill coming down the pipe, and it's garbage, it's crap, I hate it, yeah gay 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 yep. so <laughs> I just yeah, that's a really good point, like that does make me kind of want to keep fighting fighting on. <sighs>
3: I also really love how you, like, you described how you have felt like characters and how you have met characters. That was really cool.
2: It's a very good story. I can tell that you're an English teacher. Also (laughs) floored by your dad. Yeah. (laughs) What? That's, like, out of left. That's not what I thought was going to happen. I thought you were going to, like, sneak read it at school or something. (laughs)
3: Right? Like, Like Harry practicing right under the covers yeah
2: Yeah. oh man but i really i really really enjoyed your story really do props for all your hard work and teaching
3: yeah and props to your dad for being able to say hey i was wrong you should read this that's pretty cool
2: that is really cool people should always be willing to admit when they got something wrong
3: yeah it's it's hard but it is hard gotta do it man yes all right So I did pick out a joke, and then someone also... Oh, I found it. Okay, good. So I have two jokes. One's not Potter-related, but I'll explain after I do the Potter one. But, Tessa, thank you for your story. Yes. My brain is everywhere. Try and follow. Okay. How much does it cost to ride the Hogwarts Express?
0: Nothing, Katie.
3: No, it costs nine and three quarters. Oh. (laughs) And then...
2: Good one.
3: Someone. someone, uh, Taryn Dunn in Swisher Support posted tagged me in a joke. They said, I've got a joke for you. How does a cat make dessert? From scratch.
2: Oh, hilarious. Uh, That that was
3: from their 10 year old daughter and I loved it. That's
2: a good one. I loved it. That's all I got.
0: Follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram at The Petrus Family. Fillmore is on Instagram at Fillmore the Cockapoo. And <laughs> Tiffany is on Instagram at Tiff underscore Flick.
2: There's big news in my life. Youths of the world. I got a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and Youths. I made a TikTok. Ah! Um. It's basically just like animal videos, which is fine. It's like not even like Harry Potter stuff. It's like the Peaches family and then animal videos, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> which I'm totally fine with. I got the algorithm right. Right. That's my stuff. Um, You'll be surprised so yeah. what
0: else pops up and like it'll evolve as you as you scroll. It's good. There's been some
2: interesting things that pop up and I'm like, nope, nope like that.
0: Yep. <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like they just like throw it in there, like maybe it'll and learn. You're like,
0: nah, it'll learn. You got a TikTok,
2: so I got a TikTok, and I love the animal videos. I some of them were sad, so I had to like say no thanks. Mm-hmm. But like they're like sad to happy stories, but I still don't want to hear it. Yeah. um
1: <laughs> I know what you mean. So
2: there's that. And so I was on my phone because I needed to look up exactly what I did. I finished reading. Okay, I finished reading Tower of Dawn. Um, and it was slow as molasses in winter, (laughs) but then the last like hour and a half was really jazzed up, and I enjoyed it. So that was pretty cool. I started Kingdom of Ash and it's been, it's been something. I won't say anything because other people are going to be reading this series. Is that the last Um, one? Yeah. It is the last last one. What are you going to read after? I know. I am actually going back to, um, Mist and Fury. I'm going to go back into Acatar, and I'm going to do some research for Horde Swish and Flick and other things. So, that's that. That's what I'm reading. I started, <laughs> I had to do a new profile because I didn't want to, s- s- like, override my Breath of the Wild game because I got all the shrines. But... I started breath of the wild over on a new profile and I've been having so much fun and Alana has been cheering me on and she talks to link and she's like, Hey link, can you go find me some apples? Thanks for the acorn and like (laughs) stuff like that. So like when I play, she's like kind of playing along with me, which has been a whole lot of fun. I was able to see some friends a lot recently. So I got to see Carly, and that was awesome. I was a busy bee today. Baby is growing like a little weed, <laughs> size of a cantaloupe this week, or a platypus. Ooh, I like that. Or you'll like this one a lot a brioche spread.
0: <laughs> 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 uh. Like breathe out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, so we're we're growing over here, and it's life is getting busy again. Trying to stay safe because I know that this is pandemic is not over. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like trying to balance a careful normalcy. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Uh, so
3: yeah. That's what I'm doing. Let's hear it for Gold Digger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lindsay
3: said <laughs> it in the chat. And I had to say something. <laughs> Stop. I'm, so I'm
2: gonna call you.
0: It. <laughs> that's
2: literally the cause I believe that song came out in two thousand six. Yeah. Uh and that's probably the reason behind that that name. That is so funny. Oh I'm God. unoriginal.
0: What's new in your life? <laughs> I wonder. This cute little puppy in my arms. He's a wee widow. Been having an off day today. I don't know what is wrong. He's just not himself today. Um, he's been so cuddly. So needy today. Not that he's not cuddly, but... No, but, like, just more than normal. He hasn't been very playful today. It's been weird. Yeah. Um, But, so, I don't know. We're just trying to give him a lot of love today. Uh, but we're on day five of Puppy Mom Life. It's great. are
3: saying a lot of things I never thought I would talk mm-hmm. about, you know? Yeah. Like, I never thought hearing Meg Michelle? say, do you have to go poo-poos would make me love her more. <laughs> That's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. so funny things that we have I to discuss to now because we have, we have practically a newborn small child. Yeah. yeah. Yes, just just a baby. He's just a baby. I say that probably four times a day involving him.
0: Where are you going? He loves to be on my shoulder.
3: He's a parrot in a past life. Are you feeling better? Please be careful. <laughs>
0: Be careful, Katie. You can go ahead. That's really all I got. All right. Well, I will say I'm halfway through. uh, Assassin's Blade. Oh yeah,
2: Phil. Please be careful,
3: (laughs) Phil.
0: What? What are you doing? Like literally, what are you doing?
2: You gonna chew
3: your hair?
0: Is hurting mommy's hair.
3: He loves chewing Meg's hair. I've never been so grateful to have short hair. (laughs) hi Um, okay, what have I been up to? Alright, so, I did my races. That was a super fun time. So, Meg and I did our 5k together. Then we had a day break. Then I did my 10k. And then after that, I did my 10 miler. And then... We got a puppy. So that was a really exhausting, great day. Oh, he's giving you kisses! Um, There was a, like... I'm gonna say scare and I use that term lightly, but Bef- like the week before the races, we got this big email sent out from Disney and it said like like we are unfortunately have to send this out. We don't know if we're gonna have the medals. And like are there did I explain this last time? Maybe I did. Mm. Obviously there's worse things that can happen, but it's my first challenge. You kind of like, you know, I'm a metal metal motivated,
0: you know did you just gag.
3: I don't know what he did. Um, he's chewing on her hair again. But obviously you want your medals after you finish a race, right? So, whatever, we were going to like make our own medals and make it fun, make it an experience. But then they came in, so I got to get all my medals and take all the fun medal pictures. And that was really exciting. But anyway, Phil was going to be my my crowning medal anyway. So, it was all going to be fine.
0: He's, he's absolutely feeling better right now. Yay,
3: I'm so happy. He's just um, tired. Phil Tanya. is. Babies. Phil... Oh, I want to say thanks to everyone who has given me love over the interwebs. And now Meg is trying to convince me to do the Dopey Challenge in January. And I don't know if I'm crazy to be thinking about it. So we shall see. If you don't know what that is, it is a full weekend of races. Is the 5K involved?
0: It's a 5K, okay. a 10K a half marathon, and a full marathon four <laughs> days in a row. For a total of 48.6 uh,
3: meelays.
2: Listen. Yeah. Back before you started running and you just had this hankering to try something new, mm-hmm. would you have ever dreamed that you would have done what you just did this past weekend? No. Okay.
3: You're and capable, guess what? You're in November... Season.
0: In November, she's already signed up to do the two-course challenge and the 5K for wine and dine. So she'll be doing a 5K, a 10K, and a half. I you're think capable.
2: You're completely capable. Thanks, friends. It's
0: a mental game more I than mean, anything. It really is.
2: Honest to the Lord. And kudos to you. I was telling Megan earlier, like... I don't understand runners. That's not me. (laughs) Like, that's... Do I wish I could do that? Yes. I'm not an endurance longevity... Not longevity, but, like...
0: A distance runner. Distance runner.
2: By any stretch of the imagination. Not at all. Even doing... Even, like, holding certain moves for a long time... Like, my body's like, no, we need to be grooving through this. Like, we need to be do this and be done, right? I envy people like you who can do that because you're one of those athletes that can do both. Like, you're, you're great at lifting, and you have the endurance to, to run, and you can keep that up. And that's admirable, and I, I envy that. Like, that's amazing. Thanks, Tiff. So push yourself. You can do this. If you want to do this, you can 100% do this. Your body will take you there.
3: Thanks, Tip. Thanks, Meg. Thanks, internet friends. I literally, like, I think after the challenge, I was like, no, I literally have no desire to do a marathon, a full marathon, and I have no desire to do a dopey. And then today, like, what am I talking
0: about? What am I talking
2: about? <laughs> Maybe you'll get another puppy. Well, here's
1: the thing, though. Here's the thing,
0: though. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Disney knows what they're doing because they come up with these themes that get you so excited yeah. and make you want to do something that you never thought that you could do. Like, yep. They just dropped the theme for, and and also this coming marathon weekend is the 30th anniversary of the Run Disney Marathon weekend. So it's like a it's a big anniversary weekend for them. So they mm-hmm. went all out with a theme and they're doing which this disgusts me that (laughs) 90s is retro but it's called the 90s retro weekend go look it up though it looks so cool but it looks so cool it looks so cool and I was like they said in the description as well that they were going to bring what what was the word iconic characters so iconic characters from the 90s to me would be that's like a lot. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, power Powerline, Powerline, Max and Goofy, mm-hmm. Darkwing Duck. Like yes. y- you guys, better bring it. You better do what you are saying. Give, give me Tailspin Blue. Like you better.
2: I feel like '90s Disney just hit different. Yeah, like, that was what. What do they call that? As far as the movies, the go?
0: Renaissance the of
2: Renaissance
0: of Disney. Disney. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the was 90s was the hit renaissance. Hit. Yeah. Yeah. As Katie Kay said, the 90s were like 10 years ago, right? Totally. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Nice so look. anyway, it sounds so cool. The theming is amazing. The, the They released like images of each race of like what the theme is going to look like. Thank you, Katie, for dropping it in Discord. It just looks so fun. It looks, free it looks so fun. So nostalgic. Cameron. So cool.
2: Catherine.
0: It makes me even want to try to at least do a 10K. So, you could do
2: that. You could do it.
0: I think I'm going to do it. Do it.
2: Do it. Commit. Say it on the podcast and then it has to be true.
0: I'm doing the 10K for Marathon Weekend.
2: Wow. Do you have anything to say? I'm scared. Hmm? Katie. I'm scared, Katie. Do you have anything that you would like to say?
3: I'm you thinking of doing the dopey challenge. I right love right. that
2: you added the word thinking. Okay, <laughs> we'll accept it. We'll accept it for now. We'll take it. Okay.
0: You already will have friends who are going to do it too.
2: That's great motivation. That's
0: true. Well. That's true.
2: We'll let you sit on that though. We don't want
0: to pressure you. Pressure, 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 pressure. Well, your pressure. wife will
2: pressure you. I will, however, be easy on you.
0: <laughs> I just know she can do it.
1: Oh,
2: well, yeah, she can. Of course, she can. Of course. Oh, my goodness. Well, hopefully, by the next recording, Katie will drop the word thinking and just say that she's going to be doing the dopey. Dude, it's All presented
3: right. by State Farm. Thing, guys.
0: Jake from State Farm might be there. State Farm be there. Jake from State Farm could be there. I want to let everybody know that if we do get Katie to do... No, you're not chewing my cord. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Nope, nope, no. Nope. I'm just glad he's feeling good. If we do get Katie to do the Dopey Challenge, we will be fundraising for it through American Cancer Society. So, my friends, if you want Katie to do this... Please consider donating to our fundraiser whenever we do it. So I'm yeah. just putting that out there. Laying it all thick. Yeah. Two C's. Two C's. And like, what a better excuse to do it than to fundraise for American Cancer Society.
3: Mike's giving me eyes.
0: I'm just saying. Yeah. You're not wrong. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I also told her I I also told her (laughs) this is another motivator I said if you decide to do Dopey we should do the Disney cruise the week after the marathon weekend and then she can get the Castaway key challenge as well and do the 5k on the island and you get a challenge medal.
3: Friends something about a challenge just like hits me where I just like want to do it.
0: That means that you would come out of marathon weekend with Eight medals. That's freaking crazy. And a
3: cruise. And a
0: cruise. And a cruise.
2: That could be, that's your medal. Freaking. <sighs> should so, I,
3: if like, I do it, should I dress like Jake from State Farm? In, yes. For one of my them. khakis. Yeah.
0: Do the 5K no, that way. I want you to be Powerline. <laughs> oh my God. If you do this, we are going, we are doing costumes. I will help you. I'll make yeah. all of them. Katie and I are going to do the <sighs> ton cake together and we're going to run as Chip and Dale because it's Chip and Dale themed. She's making plans on the internet right now. <laughs>
2: and
3: I'm going to be Dale because I'm I, I'm dopey.
0: I told her we should be Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers yeah. for the race. Right.
1: Yeah. Even
0: though Katie didn't like that show. She's not worthy. Sorry. I know. Tiff, I know.
2: You make me want to puke. Okay, we gotta stop this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes, we will get an update from you next week. All right. This is for potter and puppies, but also for soapboxes and supporting
0: each other. I love that.
2: <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down.
0: <gasps> Amazing! Just
1: my voice. I feel
0: better. Are you gonna be up all night now? Oh boy. Probably. Oh.
2: Oh. Oh. Just have to wear them out. Playtime.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. We're good at that.
2: Okay. Alright. Alright, all right. let's finish this.
3: Meg has a crawling puppy
0: all over the neck. It's a puppy parrot. Oh yep. shoot, great. Did something happen to these? I don't think so. He
1: cheated.
2: I can still hear. I would laugh. Ha 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 ha.
3: This is what Teddy just typed. He typed Oi.
1: Oi. Bye swishers.